Got Your Back Podstream is brought to you by Kinprint. For all your company's promotional needs, they do it all. Apparel, promotional products, using the highest quality brands. They do logo design, signage, and printing. Kinprint will promote your brand with excellence. Visit kinprint.ca. Hello, folks, and welcome to Got Your Back post-game live stream edition. How you feeling, Oilers fans? 0-2 start to the season. <laughs> did you sense that one coming? I don't think the team did either. Jason Strudwick standing by. Going to break down tonight's loss to the Vancouver Canucks. As always, Sherwood Buick GMC, our title sponsor, presents the podcast tonight. This month, go and check out if you lease the 2023 Terrain, $226 bi-weekly. And don't forget to mention that Got Your Back sent you. You'll not only receive special pricing as a bonus, you'll also get three free ultimate detail packages on a new vehicle. So go see Phil and the crew in Sherwood Park or online at gmcpod.com. That's Sherwood Buick GMC, our proud title sponsors here on the podcast. And we are in the mobile Long Shot Studio. By the way, we've got an event coming up a little bit later on this week. Yeah, Struds and I are going to go watch a game at Long Shots in Sherwood Park Thursday night. And then we're going to knock off a podcast after the game. So come on out. Join us. Come say hi. Let's talk a little bit of hockey. Then you can see the nuts and bolts of how we put the podcast together, courtesy our good friends over at Long Shots. Struds? Okay, before we get going on the pod, it's new equipment night. We are excited. As you can see, folks, new headphones for Struds, nice new microphone. You'll remember last podcast was a disaster. He was like having to be on his phone with his face right in the camera. How do you like your new toys, buds? I told you I'd come through. Well, yeah, you're very excited. I think you're more, I mean, I, I, I'm very happy and I'm very glad, but you're more excited about it. Like... We had to do yeah. a sound check today. Zuby and I, like, hey, uh, we I got know. a text this morning. Hey, do you guys uh, have time to check it out, a uh, sound check? I already sent you a sound check. Did it work? So we sound well, checked my sound check with Zuby, and he's a busy guy. He's got things going on down there in Kelowna. Yeah, but Zuby, like, we, we hadn't tried it. Like, we use a program called Wirecast, and we hadn't tried it yet in that program. And I had fear that we were going to launch and be ready to go live, and people would be waiting, and then it was like, we can't hear you in Wirecast. So we just had to try it in our main system here. The earphones look so much better. <laughs> now that I look at you now, I, I think we can both comment, Zuby. Struts, what the hell were those headphones? Like, what were those? <laughs> it was nice just, ones. it was, uh, it was an embarrassment. They were just sticking straight out straight from your out. ears for months. Like, straight <laughs> out. I, it, it, I actually liked them. I could hear quite well. It was quite uh, satisfied. But I got a question for Zuby. What was your threat level number, 1 to 10, that you didn't think my equipment was going to work tonight if we hadn't sound checked? Okay. Oh, gosh. Um, uh, mine was a 1. Just to be honest, mine was at 1. I would I would say maybe a 6. 10 is threat <laughs> level midnight? Yes. Yeah. I'll, I'll say a 6. Oh, I, was glad, I was glad that we, it was good that we did it and man, it worked. <laughs> Boom. First try, there was no issues. 
It worked, and we yeah. were on our way. Do you want to hear? I've got it in the board. His previous sound check that he sent us. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Should so, we... so we asked Struds to send us a sound check with his new equipment, and we have this on video too. But, but here it is. Here's Jason Strudwick sound checking by himself his own equipment. <laughs> Greetings and salutations. Wait for it. Guy look good. Guy look good. <laughs> The video, the video of that's even better. Part, oh, stress. part of part of that's that might have made it into the new audio for the the oh, updated Stretty's world. Oh, intro. and oh, and Zuby, I hear we might have some uh, some other sound effects for other sponsored segments as well. You're continue to add to the production value. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's going to be wait wait for uh, Rini Buchland tonight. It's going to be I'm excited. Yeah, Rini shark of the park. Uh, okay, we are live streaming on Twitter and on YouTube. As always, we want to get your comments, your thoughts on the game. I imagine Oiler fan has to be pretty frustrated here. Back-to-back losses against the Vancouver Canucks, a team that works hard. They grind. They make you work for it. Uh, they embarrass the orders on opening night. Wasn't the same story here tonight, but still, that's four points out the window. So Struds and I are going to get to the breakdown brought to you by Mr. Dirk. Yes, we always talk about them. I'm wearing some Mr. Dirk here tonight, still at the arena. Iconic men's clothing store founded in 1939. If you haven't ever checked it out, you have to go see. Beautiful showroom, and it is filled with top-of-the-line clothing. Really nice suits and shirts, jackets, pants, dress shoes, and then awesome casual wear as well. So if you want to upgrade your wardrobe, definitely visit MrDirk.com or go visit Dan Sterling and the great crew over at Mr. Dirk. All right, Struddy. Not the embarrassment that night night number one was. 88 shot attempts. You know, when you put 40-plus shots on net, 88 shot attempts, you have all kinds of opportunity on the power play. The Orders are winning this game most nights. But they did not win this game on this night, and they're now 0-2 to start the season. Yeah, not the start that anyone expected, uh, but a, a much a great start to the game. They came out flying. They were all over uh, at Vancouver to start. But I, I was characterizing the game like this to some friends is that they beat the Canucks, but they lost the game. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. you don't get points for beating a team. Um, it was it was just, you know, sometimes, and it's hard to think that they're in kind of like a, a funk, but when you're in a funk, sometimes you got to grind your way out a little bit harder to get to get to the point where you, you, you win games. Because that was a very winnable game today. They, they weren't able to get it done, but I think that, it's weird. It's almost like a mid-season slump that they're starting the season with, yeah. which is really weird. I agree. It's it's a weird feeling. You know what? On that note, we're going to get to the Weiss Johnson sound box right away here. Zuby, if you want to grab that Zach Hyman clip. But, you know, Hyman asked about the fact that, I mean, here they are, two straight losses. They've given up, uh, what is it, uh, a dozen goals in two games, which obviously – uh, has to be a red flag, but Hyman also trying to put it into some perspective about if, if this happens mid-season, it's a little bit different. Here's Zach Hyman in the Weiss Johnson soundbox. You lose two games in the middle of the season, and, and it's not uh, the, end of, the end of the world. You lose two games here, and you're getting all these questions about how's your defensive game, right? So um, not ideal, obviously, to, to lose the first two games, but there's there's no panic here. I think we're we're a pretty confident, excuse me, confident group. Uh, I thought, you know, I mean, there are times where we controlled this game, second period especially, and and took the game to to them, and uh, they were opportune uh, with their chances, with their power play, and uh, they they obviously ended up on top. 
Okay, we are going to talk about the goaltending. Our takeaway segment, we're going to drill down a little bit further on the goaltending situation, but lots of comments coming in on the goaltending on the stream here, Strud. So let's get to an overarching thought, right? So eight goals against in the first game, four goals against on 16 shots here. There's this feeling that, hey, I mean, you just got to find a way. And yeah, that might seem fair to the rest of the world, but um, how many goals did you actually blame Stuart Skinner on tonight? I've got one. Yeah, the fourth goal. The fourth goal. Yeah, the fourth yeah. goal. So off the rush, two on two. Um, you know, that's a fourth liner, right? That's Sam Lafferty. And, yeah. and when you look at the goal scored by Vancouver tonight, it was pretty much all, well, Kuzmenko is, is a top six player. After that, it was not. It was not top six players, top six players that scored for them. Um, but when I go through these goals, you know, the, the first two are tips. And yep. the Vancouver player, Kuzmenko or Niels Holanger, who I've got a lot of time for. I really like Hoaglander, Langer, tough, sorry, whatever his name Hoaglander. is. Hoaglander, yeah. I really like Niels him. Niels Hoaglander, yep. Yeah, I really like him. And um, But both times, they get inside position on the Oilers defenseman, and the Oilers aren't looking or tying up sticks, aren't looking to or are not tying up sticks, and the puck's redirected right in front of the goalie. It was like a, a practice drill. Um, I believe it was Kulak on the second goal, and the first goal was, um, I think it was actually uh, Broberg. And uh, just yep. standing there, and no one gets their stick in, in there. And, and that is, that is, you know, it's 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 not a huge detail, but it, it is a massive detail for the goalie because he's he is trying to stop the puck, and he wants to feel confident that you are taking away those stick and those tip opportunities, and they weren't able to do that. Then he moved to a third goal, um, you know, kind of a broken play uh, coming out of the out of their own zone. They get it up, and they're they're like, okay, maybe we're going to score here. And Fogo gets the puck and shoots it wide. Um, and there's tons of Oilers. All five Oilers are trying to jump in there to get a play. The last guy over the blue line was Darnell Nurse, and as a as a the fifth guy over, you have to realize that this isn't your time to jump up. CC is partner already jumped up. This is a situation where you stay back and you're picking up any garbage because you're not sure what Fogel's going to do or any, any skater is going to do with it. I've said it before. You can't trust the forwards. So you, you hang back behind any of the, the Canuck players. So that a two-on-one is much different than a two-on-o. Oh. So I look at those three goals, Shogger, and I don't put those at the at, – uh, those are just small details that, you know, you – Maybe it's a little early in the season, but you know you have to know those. You have to know what's yep. going on, and maybe not always fair to blame on the demon. But in those three cases, I, I'm looking at the demon saying they've got they've got to step better in them. Right. So the you know the last goal I think is one that Stewart you know probably would like to have back and and make a save for his teammate there. Right. I thought Matthias mm-hmm. Ekholm. Thing you got to remember about Matthias Ekholm. He literally stepped into regular season hockey here. Everybody else had some runway in the preseason, and he did not. And I thought it showed. I thought that Matthias Ekholm, um, uh, I thought he looked a bit sluggish out there compared to the way he looked last year. And we know he's been dealing with a hip flexor and a groin issue. So that is not surprising to me. And I thought he was exposed on that play, right? You got a fast, powerful forward and Sam Lafferty coming at you. Last season, Matthias Ekholm handles that situation much better than he did tonight. So he looked like a guy playing his first game of the year tonight. Uh, and I think that, uh, you know, needed a save from his guy right there. The Fogel one is interesting too, and I, I have down in my notes a couple of notes here on Fogel. I think Fogel's struggling on the wall on his offside, right? He's playing mm-hmm. over on the right side, and yeah. so if you think about, if you think about a left shot over on the right wing, when the puck gets rimmed around and you put your stick up against the boards to play it, you're now on your backhand looking up ice. 
right? It's hard to make a play. And I think a couple of times he got himself into some trouble there. And then obviously we all saw the shot that rimmed around the boards. You, you obviously don't want to have that happen. So a couple things with, with Fogel playing that off wing, although that line, I think, probably has you know, once again had a pretty pretty good night tonight. Um, just a couple of little notable things there um, on Warren Fogel. What did you think of Philip Broberg? I actually thought Broberg was not bad tonight. He was better than I probably expected him to be overall. Yeah, so what was he? Was he 13 minutes? Um, uh, just, yeah, I'll just, grab it here. Yeah, I think it was 13. 13.25. Yeah, so just update our listeners. So Vinny Danner didn't play. They went with six defensemen. And they yeah. went back to their normal pairings. Well, what I'd say more traditional pairings that we saw last year with Ekholm with Bouchard, Nurse and CeCe, and then you got Kulak and Broberg. Um, you know, I, I, I you know, I, I, yeah. So it was other than the play I talked about where he didn't tie up the stick. I think it was pretty much a, a quiet, a quiet night for him. But they were, they spent a lot of time in the offensive zone. You know, there was a lot of moving, uh, moving up there, and he and Kulak are very mobile pairing. And if we're going to when they are together, I think they have to talk about how they're going to defend at their feet and really try to be stout at both the red line and and uh, the Oilers blue line, right? Really yeah. try to use their feet. One guy can even surf over, try to squeeze off, like really be aggressive because they both skate so well. They can probably fold under and, and figure out how to kind of recapture. But yeah, I I I didn't really I you know you give up what did they say sixteen shots? I mean, how, it's, yeah. there's not that many shots against so. What are we going to even the shot attempts, bud? Like 25, uh, what are they? 33 shot attempts, 88 33 mm -hmm. were the mm -hmm. shot attempts that I'm looking at here on this sheet. So, to your point, like this was a much better defensive effort. This was a much more well rounded Euler effort tonight. You know, you, you put up these kind of numbers and you're going to win this game more often than not. Power play probably could have come through for him one more time. Hey, you would have liked to have scored on that, on that five on three. And, and I know their power play has scored this year. But they want to be more timely on the power play this year. They, they really want to focus on being timely. And they needed a power play goal tonight. Another yeah, one, it, sorry. Well, two for seven. You know, you go three for yeah. seven, you probably win the game, right? That's yeah. that's just kind of how it works out. Um, but, you know, it just, it just feels like everything is just kind of – they're just trying to get themselves going and get and, – and I don't think we've seen the best of them. Even tonight, you know, even though they spent quite a bit of time in the offensive zone – I don't know that this was like the best of them. You know, they, I thought, yeah. quite frankly, they made Casey DeSmith look pretty good. You know, there's a couple of missed shots, a couple of posts. And I know that we're talking about inches, a game of inches, but, you know, when when they're rolling, I don't think those shots are really missed um, or, yeah. or they find a way he to get He made some through. tough saves, though. Like, like he played he good. Played well. He played, he played well, well yeah. down there. He bat. You know what I'd say? I'd say this. He really battled. He really battled. And how many times we see, you know, even think of Connor McDavid's goal. The puck was just lying there forever, and he's fighting, trying to find it. Even the first goal, you know, I think he was actually facing the wrong way. And yeah. and I, I thought he actually kicked it in, you know, I, I, um, but or, or kind of dragged his foot over the puck and brought it in. But either way, like he was he was competing like crazy in there yeah. to try to get to, to try to help his team um, get it done. But we got to give the Canucks, you know, that's two goals or two games. <laughs> what a start One. for them. Yeah, they spanked you. Yeah, the, yeah, big. It's, it's much much different than what they had last year. But you know, Rick Tockett, I, I really think he connects with his players, um, mm. and I think they want him. They want to not make him happy, but they want to like please him, right? They want to do what he that play the way he wants, and I think he has a very direct and I'm guessing pretty um, clear way of how they want him to play and battle. And I thought they battled hard. Like give the Canucks credit. Like I. 
I didn't know they had this level of game, uh, especially to start the year. Yeah, they're going to make you work hard. They're going to outwork you. I mean, Rick Tockett definitely has that going with his group. Checking out the Weiss Johnson uh, YouTube mentions here. There's the requisite level of frustration that you might think just a, a sampling. Uh, nurse's brain must hurt after some games from uh, Martin Ferguson. Tim B says Kane does nothing. Uh, some stranger, same old habits with Nurse hasn't changed. Third period looked really rough for Ekholm. So picking apart, uh, picking apart the fellas. And I guess that is to be expected when you start the season the way they have. Did you see the play that Pedersen made on Drysaddle late in the game when the Oilers were trying to get some momentum going, trying to break the puck out? Goalie was out of the net. Pass went over to Drysaddle on the wing, and yeah. Pedersen just stepped in front of him, completely stopped him in his tracks, knocked the puck away. That was a big time play on a big time player. From Pedersen, he is showing that he he has arrived this season. Not that he wasn't here last year, but that was a big time play right there. He's been very noticeable through its first. Again, it's only two games, so I don't want to. If we're talking like this in twenty games about him, I think we got something there. But I I would call him a really smart player, right? Like Swedes are usually very cerebral players. Um, You know, he's got a great shot. I, I think one of the best releases in the league, but. You know, just understanding the moment and where maybe where another elite player is trying to get to with the puck, I think that gives them advantage. Um, but again, I I think we're we can't underestimate the Rick Tockett influence on yeah on him. I I think Brock Besser. I think we can put it on, uh, you know, Quinn Hughes. I, although I think he was on a pretty good track. JT Miller. I thought JT Miller was uh like a. Force might be a bit much, but he was physical. He was competing yeah. all over the ice, and he's kind of got a little nasty in him, right? Like he's really he always looks like he wants to yell at someone for cutting in front of him when they're driving, right? Like he's just <laughs> so they they have those guys, and they're proud guys too. You know, they they've been getting the the wheels beat off them for the last couple of years, so uh, they seem to have kind of got things off to a good start here. And that that's it's not good news for the Oilers, but. Now, whatever, they got their own issues to sort out, I guess. Yeah, no question. Let's get to the Weiss Johnson Soundbox here. We'll remind you to go check out their showroom. They've got all kinds of heating systems and products on display. So if you're in the market for a new heating system, go and chat with the team to discuss what might be best for you until October 15th. If you install the new garage heater and air conditioner at the same time, you get 800 bucks off. So if you've been thinking, I need both things, get them done together and you save uh, a bunch of money. Visit WeesJohnson.com. Uh, we're going to go to the Jay Woodcroft clip here, post-game Zuby. This is the head coach in the uh, Weiss Johnson soundbox. Oh, hold on, i got to make Weiss Johnson stop. <laughs> he's, he's, getting, he's getting a little crazy get with music the, playing yeah crazy I, goofy okay music. here here we I go ready yeah. here, here comes right, jay. Here go re-rack boom jay Woodcroft. number one ideally you're hitting the net you're not rimming it out and starting the breakout for the other team so that's number one um you know when we commit certain amounts of people to the rush you don't commit five people to the rush so those are things that are you know obvious um nobody's trying to make that mistake um, it's the end of a shift. You know, we can handle that situa- situation better, and we're going to learn from it and move forward as a team. Yeah, obviously talking about that goal where Fogel missed the net and every single Oiler was up uh, at the blue line or, or past it. That's that's just a tough one, Stratty. Like That's pretty rudimentary stuff, right? you got to look around, see how many people are committed. Somebody needs to play it safe. Um, 
And it happens. It, you don't often see that at even strength, though. That's more like a power play thing or something like that. Hey, like for that to happen at yeah. even strength is weird. Yeah, it is. I mean, but when you when you jump up and you look and see four people in front of you, you know you're the fifth guy, right? And 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 I don't want to make turn this into let's beat up on Darnell Nurse here because I I think he actually had a pretty good game, but that. But that, oh, you're going to get crushed for saying well, that. That's fine. I'll stand my ground. But but yeah. there's just moments where you have to, you just have to know and realize where it's at. And 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 you know, I think people have to understand. This is not. This is this idea of jumping up and 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 supporting. You want to help. You want to make a difference. But sometimes you make a difference by just just say, okay. I see there's a guy up there. I'm just going to come back and let those guys do it for now, right? And so it, knowing when to go, when to pull back as a D-man is, is you know, it can be – it's hard because you just want to get up there and make such an influence. He wants to have such yeah. an impact on the game. you got to know where you're at. What have you thought of uh, McDavid and Dreisaitl here? I mean, we'll throw out the first game, so I'll just ask you what you think of them. And just quick stats line here. McDavid had eight shots, 11 shot attempts. Now a lot of that's obviously going to come with the man advantage, Dreisaitl. Uh, 13 shot attempts, 52% of his draws, seven shots. Uh, each of them had one and one. Um, what'd you think of them tonight though? Even at even strength, I thought Leon took a big step from game one to game two. Yeah. I mean, that, 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 that was not who Leon is in game one. I, I didn't think he was skating well. And you know, I mentioned the cross ice passes, uh, those what I'd call hope passes and he has the skill to make them often, but it's just not who he was. I thought he was a lot better today attacking the net you know there's a couple shots he just missed you know i think uh especially late i think dismissed made a really good save but i i i i think he was he was much improved from game one to game two i i thought connor was good tonight like he's buzzing like he it feels like yeah. he, most of his shifts are spent in the offensive zone i i'm not sure what else we can ask from him right like i i, I don't even, i have no idea what his shot share would have been but i'm guessing it was pretty dramatically one-sided right and he a little bit snake bitten, right? Uh, because when you look at the score sheet of the Oilers, um, you know what? It, what it Connor had one. Uh, who else? Nuge had one, and Leon. Mm -hmm. So this year, there's two Connors, a Leon, and a Nuge. No, none from Kane, none from Brown. Um, you know, none from the third line. No D men scoring. So, you know, he's going to need some support there. But I, I, I like their. I, I liked where they're going. What? Did, what did you see? I agree with you. Yeah, I do. I think. You know, McDavid, uh, you know, he's he's skating well. He's getting his touches. I find he's – I mean, he's not he's not in midseason form with his touches, right? He's not as crisp and not uh, not as consistent. Like, when, when he's on his game, probably 90% of his touches are either, like, neutral touches or positive touches, right, where I something see. good happens or something neutral happens. And I don't think he's quite at that clip yet. Uh, and I would say same thing for dry sidle, but it's still early in the season. And those guys, they take a little bit to, to kind of hit that level, but I agree with you. I think both guys, uh, dry sidle definitely took a step from game. Number one. I think McDavid was, was pretty good tonight. And I know they would have liked another power play goal. Okay. Uh, that was the breakdown uh, brought to you by Mr. Dirk. We're going to get to our takeaways segment next. We're going to do a bit of a deeper dive on Stuart Skinner's night and some interesting comments that he had to say post game. Uh, as always, we're going to get to our Ask Us Anything as well. And Struddy's world, Struddy's got a bone to pick, and it has to do with deployment. Are the big guys seeing a little too much sugar time? Struddy will dig into that in Struddy's world. So very quick break, then we're going to come right back. We're going to dig into Stuart Skinner and Ask Us Anything as well. We'll get to your questions on the stream. 
Hey everyone, it's Kelly here from United Sport and Cycle. The wait is over. United's annual Hockey Day sale is finally here. Save 20% off on select CCM and Bauer skates. Save 35% off on all Bauer and CCM Pro Stock sticks. And save up to 25% off on select Bauer and CCM equipment. And for you goalies, save up to 20% off select Bauer, Warrior, and CCM goal gear. Trust the experts at your home of hockey for over 95 years. United Sport and Cycle. Are you ready to elevate your moving experience? Trusted for over 100 years, Ferguson Moving and Storage are your partners in relocation, ensuring your journey is smooth and stress-free. And say goodbye to surprises with Ferguson's transparent flat rate pricing. Contact them now for a free moving quote and use the promo code FERGUSON to receive $100 off your next move. Visit fergusonmoving.com and let them lift your expectations. All right, time now for our takeaways segment brought to you by Dr. Tyler Fix and Redefined Health, where they specialize in total body and mind wellness from chiropractic and massage care treatments to acupuncture, soft tissue therapy, nutrition. They've even got an on-site registered psychologist. Redefined Health is there to help you get well and stay healthy for a lifetime. Visit redefinedhealth.com. Okay, goaltending. Goaltending, goaltending. You know, if you recall early last season, Jack Campbell had the comment where he was so frustrated with his game, called himself pathetic and really dug in on himself, Struds, and that became a clip we talked about a lot during last season. They've come back this year, and Jack Campbell has talked about, you know, working a lot on his mental game and wanting to try and stay positive, right? So it's it's interesting because quite often Stuart Skinner last season was a guy who would just say, Hey, listen, I got to make the save. Like we didn't win the game and I got to make, I got to make the saves. I didn't. And it's on me. It's on me. Right. But I think to a degree, when you're always taking that on, always taking that on, it wouldn't surprise me if somewhere along the way, somebody says to these guys, Hey, own the ones you need to own, but you don't have to own them all. Like you don't have to, no matter what, always be falling on the sword. And would you not agree that that probably was the natural instinct of a Stuart Skinner and a Jack Campbell if we use last year as a reference point, Struts? Oh, for sure, Jack Campbell. I mean, how many times do we hear him talk about how he's got to be better? And at some points, it's it's not always the goalie, right? And I think it's it just it, – it, you can't keep putting that on you because it wears you down, wears you down, and you can't carry it around for the whole year. For sure. And so here we are. Stuart Skinner has been one relief appearance and then four goals on 16 shots tonight. And so I asked him the question. I said, obviously not the start that you wanted. You know, how would you sort of evaluate your play? Now, I, honestly, I was expecting Stuart Skinner to give one of those answers where he said, look, I, you know, I need to find a couple more saves. I need to find a way to, to help my team, you know, to get my team over the hump and win this game. I feel like that's what he would have said last year. Instead, what he gave us was a really honest, positive response about where he actually feels his game is at. It's not about falling on a sword for his team. It's about him keeping himself in the right mindset. Here he is from the Weiss Johnson Soundbox. Take a listen. I actually feel really good. Um, I thought both games, uh, when I went in for Supi, I thought I played a really good game, uh, really good goals that were scored on me. Uh, same with tonight. Uh, definitely want to look back on the fourth one. I'm not really too uh, exactly sure what happened, but um, something that I can uh, I can look at and 
change. Uh, besides that, the other three, I mean, pretty good goals. So I think I'm, uh, my game, I feel like I'm in a really good spot. Yeah, and, and I mean, I did ask him specifically how he feels about his game, right? So he gave us a really honest answer. But I like that answer. I I, I like that rather than a guy saying, you know, I've I got to find a way or maybe taking blame that he doesn't fully deserve. What did you think of the answer, Struds? It was, to me, it struck me as, oh, I wasn't expecting that. That was different, but I don't mind it. I 100% agree with him, though. I mean, I, I what is he supposed to do? You know, you got two tip shots and a two on O. And I think all those were preventable, right? Um, so he's not throwing his teammates under the bus. I think when he says that he could do something different on the fourth goal, I think I'd agree. I think that's a savable puck. I'm not sure that it was, uh, what it, you know, to use his term, a good goal against. Mm -hmm. um, but he's just being honest, right? He's just being honest in what he's saying. So I, as a teammate, I have no problem. I'd be like, yeah, you're 100% right, man. We got to be better. Yeah. So the question becomes, what do you do next, right? And that's, I mean, Jay Woodcroft has not given up much on his goalies this year. He's he's wanting to keep his starter mm -hmm. secret. He's trying to keep it really quiet on game days. He's not confirming anything. Um, you know, he can get really, really yeah. picky about these things sometimes, and that's fine, right? He's got to do what he's got to do. But it's not going to stop the discussion from coming fast and heavy here. So um, my instinct is you just, you just go to Jack Campbell, right? Skinner got the start tonight, didn't get the win. Go to Jack Campbell, get him in. I think you just need to keep both guys active until somebody gets a bit of a toehold before you, you know, have somebody miss a start, before you don't just go back and forth. Uh, what do you think, Struds? You're the goaltending guru around yeah. here. Uh, there's, if there's one thing I know of a lot about, it's goaltending. So, um, goaltending flow. Gonna, yeah, just it's just like it's so easy for me to comment. It's just like how I repair grass. I'm perfect at it. No, I, I don't see Shogger. I, I think you're on the right course. Let, let's be honest here. The first game, it it, it didn't matter who was in the net. The, the, the Oilers were not walking out with a win there. Tonight, I would again say it didn't really matter who was in the net. I didn't think the Oilers' goaltending was the problem. Um, mm. you know, there, there was plays in front of them that, that was not, they weren't handled properly that led to goals against. Uh, so if, if the next guy goes in, whoever it is, and let's say that there's some massive, massively bad goals, then we can have a harder conversation about the goaltending. But I believe there are, the orders had a tough first game. I think the second game, they improved in a lot of areas. I still think they can tighten up a little bit and now you get to game three and then, then you probably get rolling. So you know, I know it's very, I'm sure that everyone's chirping me right now on the, on the feed, but I just don't feel that the goaltending has been the issue that maybe it looks when you look at the goals against. I agree. The goals against, I mean, it, it feels like that's the first thing that people will talk about. Um, you give up that many goals, right? Especially on a team where the narrative was they want to cut back on their goals against. And the problem now, Struds, is that like it takes a little while to dig out of the hole that they've put themselves in here. It's going to take Stuart Skinner statistically a little while to dig himself out of where he's sitting at right now. It'll take the Oilers as a team. You give up 12 goals in two games here. Now you're chasing it for, I'm sure, what will feel like weeks. These statistics that you use as a barometer, when you get off to this kind of a start, are just thrown all out of whack for a little bit here. <laughs> I don't know. Would, would that get into guys' heads? Uh, I don't know. I don't. I mean, at the end of, yeah, well, I, maybe a bit. Like, I was a guy who took really great pride in what our penalty kill was at. So I'm guessing their penalty kill is, you know, maybe top 20, like around 20, somewhere around there, I'm guessing. I, I don't, I, I just, 20, like say bottom third, bottom third of the league, let's say. Uh, their goals against, same thing. I, you know, 12 goals against in two games. Like, 
that's an average of six. That's that's pretty high. It's going to take a long time to get it down. So you have to pitch a couple shutouts in there and really get a couple one goal games. But they are capable of doing it. You know, I think they're they're this isn't the start we expected in so many ways, especially when there was so much talk, as you mentioned, about how they're going to be different. And I honestly, I said it earlier, I believe they're kind of in a midseason funk to start the season, which is, mm-hmm. it's I, it's weird to see it. Uh, but here we are. And 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 I think that, I, and here are some of the comments coming out of the room. They're like, we know we're better than this. We can got to keep going. We don't want to overreact. Uh, like I'm guessing tomorrow's a day off. Practice yep. Monday, fly out to Nashville. Um, yep. And then have a good game in Nashville. Try to, you know, win the game, get two points. And then what, Philly on Thursday? And it's not like they're a juggernaut. Yep. Um, and not that the orders can only beat the bad teams, but you know, they could be two and two by uh, you know, next Friday. Yeah. And a reminder, we're gonna have some fun Thursday at Long Shots in Sherwood Park. We will be live oh, yeah. on location. We're gonna watch the game. We're gonna knock off a podcast post game as well. So come on out to our Got Your Back game night at Long Shots Golf. Bring the clubs if you want. They got the awesome track man simulators going on out there, so it should be lots of fun between Struds and I. That was takeaways uh, brought to you by Dr. Tyler Fix and Redefined Health. Should also mention that Struddy's appearance on the podcast tonight brought to you by our good friends over at Kinprint. They're a local family-owned company with decades of experience filling any and all of your promotional apparel and embroidery needs. Check them out at Kinprint. That's K-I-N print. .ca. We got some got your back hats in design. Struts might even have one for you on Thursday. We had some printed the other day, a little bit of tweaking. You want the mug, hey? Well, there's you a lot of talk the about mug? the mug. I love to have a mug. I can just hold it up like Dave Letterman, right? Like, let's get the mug rolling here. I got you want the mug. Okay. I've just so, got this massive thing here. And this, I mean, obviously, it's <laughs> not as good as a mug I'm expecting. All right. I'm just writing that down. Got your back mug. Yeah. I Brownie wanted a kin print mug too. So. What, you know what? We got like, okay, it's early in the season. We got to get some money rolling in before we just start spending everything on hats Fair and point. mugs and all this Fair crazy point. stuff that you guys want. Uh, okay, uh, short break. And then when we come back, Strutty's World with maybe a little new little new twist to the intro. We'll see what Zuby had in store. So uh, stick around. Tons of fun still to come. Ask us anything, too. We know you're angry on the stream here, so we're going to get to you. If you own or operate a business, you know the value of a great employee. Just ask Shogger. Pathfind is here to help you find your next star player to help take your business to the next level. Pathfind can help with recruitment, career transition, leadership coaching. They truly have your whole team covered. Building you a championship caliber roster, find your team's path forward at pathfind.ca. Long Shots Golf is the destination for both golf enthusiasts and sports fans. Top-of-the-line track van simulators provide a highly entertaining and accurate golf experience, while a full-service sports bar loaded with big screens and scratch kitchen make it a truly unique destination. They have locations in Sherwood Park and Edmonton. Experience the best indoor golf and sports bar in town. Visit longshots.ca. That's longshots with a Z.ca. When you make a mistake, heads should roll. It's not right. And I'm here. Someone has to put their foot down. Now that I say it out loud, it does sound a little crazy. Gotta look good. (laughs) 
Oh, the classic Strudwick laugh, too. Uh, nice job, Zuby, adding a little more uh, Strudwick color into our Struddy's World intro. And it is time for Struddy's World, brought to you by DLR Vinyl Deck and Fencing. With locations in Calgary and Edmonton, they provide beautiful maintenance-free vinyl fencing and decking materials. And, of course, the trick there is maintenance-free. If you can get the maintenance out of your fencing and decking world, You've saved yourselves a tremendous amount of work, and they can help you do that. No more staining, no more sanding, no more painting. It's high-quality product. It goes in, stays looking great. I have it in my backyard, so definitely worth a look. DLRVinylProducts.ca. Struddy, let's talk some power play. Game two in the books, and I'm ready to make a massive change. That's right, people. It's time to change the power play minutes allotted. When Jay came... I remember Derek Ryan talking about how he got everyone involved in the game compared to what was going on with the, the previous coaching staff. And it felt like everyone was invested. In, you know, you talked about how everyone could play and you felt like you were making a difference and contributing to the, to the game. Tonight, the Oilers power play top five guys, and we know who they are. They, they played almost seven and a half minutes, five guys over seven and a half minutes of power play. The next three forwards were, uh, were Kane, McLeod and Brown, and they played 40 seconds. So that means that you had nine forwards just sitting on the bench for that whole time. And then the power play is over and trying to get them out there again and get them going. Well, I haven't played. I haven't played in a while, right? I've just been sitting here. I'm not involved. I'm not engaged in it. I know what the power play did last year. It was it was incredible. I, I get it. But they didn't win the Stanley Cup, right? So I've talked about this before. Man, I wish Brown was here tonight. We'll talk to him about it in our next pod. But to have that nine forward sitting for that much time, that's 53 minutes left in the game. That the, the, the guys are just sitting there. They're not involved in anything, not doing anything. It's it's You, you got to get more guys touching the puck, more guys getting out there and making it happen. So Shogger Zoop, it, this to me is got to evolve. They have to get more people feel like they're involved in the game because right now, Power play matters. Guys like getting points too that aren't on PP1. Oh boy. Oh boy. And this goes back to September. You were talking about this. 100%. You believe they needed to have two distinct power play units. And they don't. They flat out don't. I mean, you know, there are times where they're working on it in practice and it's basically just seven guys, right? They've got, uh, you know, Nurse will work on it a little bit and then they'll have maybe Evander Kane to sub in for for Zach Hyman, but the, they definitely don't have that two power play feeling. Uh, you don't see drills where it's power play one working at one end and power play two working at the other. And it's this, it's not really like that on this group. It's, it's the, the main unit and the big guys. It's gotta be hard though for Glenn Gullitson. You know, you're down a goal in a game and a minute 15 click ticks off the power play and you're gonna, you're gonna wave the fellas into the bench. I don't know, Struddy. That, I mean, that's got to come from the head coach, right? It's got to be a mandate from the head coach to say, let's start getting the second unit out there more. Yeah. So I understand the success that the group had, but five on, you're trying to get something. Where's the five on five game been so far this year? Hmm. Do they, they have very few, if any, five on five? Hmm. They have one. Do they have one five on five goal? It must be one. Yeah. They must have one. So one five-on-five five goal, and you're trying to get everyone into the game, and they're sitting on the bench for long stretches of time. So, you know, even if you say, okay, I'm going to make that second unit, I'll still put Connor and Leon, one guy, 
maybe one guy out there or the other guy, whatever it is, but get other guys in there. So when they hit the ground running now five on five, they're going and they're feeling good about themselves. Yep. And then when they're out there, now you can maybe put the third line out there and now they're getting going. Cause right now it's, it's just long stretches of the same guys. And I don't know, it didn't work last year, man. You didn't win the Stanley cup. So you have to explore different ways of getting guys involved in the game. And I'm going to beat this horse. Oh, I'm going to beat it all year long. Um, because it's, 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 you know, I know are you going to continue it? I mean, if the order power play is number one in the league again, and they're doing well in the standings and everything is going well and it's clicking along, you're going to maintain that, that they still need to have that second unit up and running. I will. I probably will. Yes. Because if you believe it's from fundamental to winning at the end of the year, when they want to be winning, you think having that other, like more. What, what is it, Struds? Is it about two units that can score, or is it about more players no. that feel like they're part of it? Yeah, exactly. Get more guys feel like they can get it. Like, do you think, don't you think Evander Kane like to score on the power play, or or Connor Brown, or McLeod? Like, get or, or Darnell Nurse, or whoever, and you just have more players getting off the bench and getting involved in the game. Because uh, I think that pushes your five-on-five five game. So, yeah, I, I, I don't think I'm going to let this go. I, it's a I, gutsy I position to take. It's the best power play of all time, and your yeah. message is put them out there less. It's yeah. a gutsy position to take, but so let's review. Again. The best power play of all time didn't get you past the second round. So do you just keep doing Yeah, but I, I don't know if it uh, – yeah. I mean, there but, are other reasons why they didn't get past. Sure. You, you can keep your power play spectacular. You can re-rack the power play exactly was, as it was last year. And then be a little better defensively, and that probably gets you over the hump, doesn't it? Why do you got to change your power play if really the issue was was that the team needed to be better defensively? No, and, and that's a, that's a fair point. But if after seventy five seconds you haven't scored, would it be so terrible yeah. to put out Kane, Brown, and McLeod, and whomever, whoever else is out there? If you want, leave Connor on as the fourth guy, as, 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 as not. And then have a different a different D man out there, like or or Leon, whatever. Like, but I don't know. I just I I keep going back to hearing those comments from Derek Ryan. This is what happened. Mm-hmm. This is what happened when he came in. Like, and I'm not seeing it. I know it's. I mean, it's a weird night. But the three forwards played probably just a smidgen over what you and I would have played tonight. Can I, I'm going to read I, a couple of comments. Oh. Yeah, go ahead, Zuby. I was just going to ask a question sort of on just on Strud's theory then. Is it your contention, even if you get those guys more involved in the game, that you're, you're, it's going to pay dividends in the five-on-five five game because those guys are more engaged, even if, you know, even, if the, even if the power play ticks down a little bit? Like they need sugar time. They need everybody. Every <laughs> offensive player needs some sugar time, right? It helps them. Pads the numbers a little, makes them feel better. They're getting in on the action a bit. I see what you're saying. You have five guys that are involved in that sweet sugar time, and they killed it last year. You know, can you yeah. get other guys feeling the same way about their game so that pushes into their five-on-five five game? I think there's an opportunity because you got to look at it. If the first unit goes out, then you put a second unit out, you're probably coming back with your third line or some Frankenstein version of your third line. So now we have nine players that have played over three minutes. If you go two minutes with the, fo- the first group, they're out there for two minutes. Okay, I get it. And 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 because they've been elite, and then the next minute you have some Frankenstein line coming out there, so you've only had six players going out there instead of yeah. nine over the same time, and and then it's just hard to get going. And I, I I'm not even gonna pretend I was even close to the power play, but I know that when it came, I was like, oh, I'm not gonna see. It. I knew it. It would be like nine shifts till I'd get out there when I was playing forward, nine shifts, 
and you're sitting there like, and then you'd be up to, we need just try to, you need me. I needed to shift about 10 minutes ago because there was a power play, a TV timeout. Someone lay down on the ice. Like it was just like, I, it was so long to get going. So I'm talking about getting more players involved in a shorter span of time. Lucas yes, showing you. Take a heat. Yeah. No, Luke is showing you a little bit of love here. So I'm going to read a couple of comments of his. I actually agree with Struds on this. We need this team to come together more as a team and spreading out the power play time can help with that. Then he adds, uh, oh, did he retract it? No, there it is. It's hard for guys to feel properly a part of a team when it's four forwards getting 90% of the power play time. We could have a top five power play with spread minutes and probably get better five-on-five stats. Oh, so even suggesting that taking a step back from the number one power play unit, if you fall back even into the top five, but you have more players that are contributing more often, the overall health and confidence of the team is a little better. I get it. I get it. But this power play is like nothing we've ever seen before and tough. You know, if you're, if you're up in a game, sure. If you're down in games, and we'll see how much time the orders spend trailing, uh, you're down in games. You're just not pulling those guys off the ice until they can't breathe anymore. And that's just, that's going to be the instinct. And I don't see that changing. Struds, that was an awesome Struddy's world, though. Great job. And uh, our final segment of the night is going to be Ask Us Anything. As always, can't wait to get you involved uh, here on the live stream. Brought to you by the Shark of the Park. Yes, Rini Buclan of Maxwell Devonshire Realty. Whether you're buying or selling a home, your success hinges upon the expert advice and services provided by a real estate agent. Rini is committed to providing clients with professional services based on experience, knowledge, and skills. Call Rini for a no-obligation quote, 780-994-0280. Yes, that is Rini Buclan, Shark of the Park. <laughs> I don't think she's going to like that. I think that's a very intense, that's some negative, like that makes people want to run. We're making people want to run from her, Zuby. Is that a train? It's a non-copyrighted, reasonable hand-drawn facsimile of the Jaws theme. (laughs) I'm going to get a text from her tomorrow. Um, I have no idea. I I don't know what we thought of that. We'll run it by her first. (laughs) Yeah. Run it by the client first, Zuby. We just chased everybody away from her. We're scared of her. Uh, Okay, Zuby, what do we got going on in the stream, buddy? Lots of of great action. People were making lots of really good comments here. What's standing out to you? There is. Let's, let's, you know me. I like to be positive. Let's go with some positivity. Um, Why? Because Jason Tosach, and I agree with him, said, that the line of Holloway, Fogel, and McLeod is, has really great energy and chemistry. My favorite line so far this season, hands down. I thought they were good tonight. Yeah. Hey, Strud, second game in a row where they brought energy at least, where they put them out there and they made some things happen. Um, you know, got to start banging some in at some point, but yep. So speedy. And I love that. I love that. It just says speed in that bottom six. Like without Cloud, McLeod in the uh, um, preseason, they didn't look that fast. That yeah. looks fast. Like the, the three lines look fast. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, you know, uh, a third line needs to score. A fourth line can be fast yeah. and just tilt the ice in the other direction. And if you're a saw off every night, you're in good shape and that's all good. Uh, third line needs to score, but some good early signs energy wise from them. But I'm just wondering how much those guys are going to be able to, to drive offense in a meaningful way. Don't know the answer to that. 
but I agree. Good early start. Next, what's up? Um, 97 octane hockey kind of, uh, dovetailing with that third line thought. He says, do you give Holloway a look with the big boys while Kane Brown and Hyman try to find their games? Struds. Well, I mean, five on five, I think they have one goal. So, I mean, what, what are we, you know, you're going to sh- shake up the whole lines. I, I would, I, I, I'm not ready to make that change just yet. Um, I, I want to see, let's get through the next two games, see where we're at. Um, and, and kind of give those, give those veteran players the benefit of the doubt. Trent Walter says we didn't not win the cup due to our power play. <laughs> we didn't not win the cup due to our power play going back to, uh, back to Strutty's world there. Uh, by the way, I'm not making that change. The line is going well and they're starting to develop some momentum. So don't change it. You need a good third line. I don't think he's going to be a second-line player at least the first half of the year here, so just let her buck uh, as a good, solid third line, and maybe they can start contributing a little bit, Zuby. Uh, JL says, every grade-A chance goes in on Skinner, followed up by uh, our friend Sam Stranger says, are you guys still confident about Skinner? Well, he's played 75 minutes I'm not this year. I'm not sure I'm ready to write a guy off who was good for the team last year. You know, like I, I, I think – that it's really hard. Like the own two start is hard for fans, and I, I understand that. But there's a t- eighty games to go here. Um, the sample size is just it's it's, it's so insignificant. Um, I, I I so no to answer your question. I I am not doubting the goaltenders. They they to me have not been the issue thus far in 100, 120 minutes. Yeah, I wouldn't say doubting them, but I think at any point in time here, somebody can come up with a really excellent performance. I think that that's to be expected from goaltenders on teams that are contenders, right? I don't think the bar is to be saying it wasn't the goalie's fault. At some point, you got to be saying that guy played great and we're through two games. There's been three appearances and we haven't said that yet. So, yeah, I wouldn't say that I don't believe in them, but yeah, time for them to play a really great game uh, because that's what they're paid to do. And that's what the Canucks goaltender did tonight. Uh, Dave J says out goalied and a couple big mistakes, five on five. Kane was silent. Brown is quiet as well. What have you guys thought on either Kane or Connor Brown's game? I would agree. They haven't stood out too much so far in these first two games. Kane had a huge hit there early in the game. Um, but I thought through preseason, he was kind of quiet, you know, quietish for, for him. Um, so, you know, he's got to start kind of rounding it to form and it's, it's again, it's only a second game. Brown, I, 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 not as noticeable tonight. Um, well, quite frankly, uh, yesterday the first game wasn't great either for anybody. But I, 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 you got to give them time, right? I think you got to give these guys a little bit of time to kind of find their their surroundings. But I mean, Connor's line again. I don't know what the shot share was, but they he, they spent a ton of time in the offensive zone, so he must be doing something right. Question for Struds there from Bitumen. Did you see that one, Zuby? I like it. Did the Oilers miss DRNA tonight, Struds? We saw that look, six yeah. defensemen, and we knew when they go 60, something's yeah. got to give. DRNA was what gave tonight. Well, first off, I, I want to credit the guy who said that Adam Ernie had won the, the, the 12th spot and was going to get a contract. I don't remember who said that. I, I think he's a, quite a charming guy. Brownie? But anyways, Is Brownie still here? So, <laughs> um, but no, I... I it's it's this is the problem others are going to have is it you know Broberg and Darren are so different that to 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 not have one or the other that the lineup looks significantly different without one or the other, 
Um, I do think they miss when Vinny's not in there because I think Vinny is heavy-handed and he's mean. And he, he, he I like I like that. I think that winning teams have some nasty in it. So I do think they miss it, but I want to see Broberg develop. So I want to see him play as well. So the only other way is seven defensemen. And you know, you you talk about how Jay wants to get away from it. So someone's got to sit. Mm-hmm. Zuby, one more, buddy, and then we got to wrap this up. It's getting late. I'm going to okay, get locked good. I in like this, this one. Place. Uh, I don't my, get out of here. Yeah. Michael Cook, uh, who's brought a lot of, I feel like he's a level-headed positivity on the stream. He says, you got to scratch game one in this analysis. And I was thinking about that too. Imagine if game one had never happened. Imagine if this is game one. How are, how are Imagine we Imagine if Strud's and I had better hair. Like No hats. Yeah. Reality no hats is tonight. reality. No hats tonight. No, no hats. for three. No. Yeah, it's a I'll, tough. It's I understand. I understand what he's saying, but I mean, I think that first game that they, they just it just came out. They didn't compete, right? And I think at the end of the day, you got to compete way harder. Um, and and I think competing. I thought they competed hard around the offensive net. The Oilers have to raise their game around their own net and be competing harder around their own net. Um, you look at how hard it was to get in front there. The Canucks were hitting guys, knocking them down, bodies flying. There weren't as many bodies flying in front of the Oilers net this tonight. Hmm. Yeah, I agree, and that's noticeable when uh, noticeable when Vinny's not around. Uh, last one off the tree here from T. Guzola. Um, is that podcast guy? Is it Trent Guzola, that podcast guy in town here? Anyway, whatever he says. Have you considered custom orthotics to help alleviate back pain on long work days like today? Great work on the Elks game. <laughs> <laughs> I actually did Warrior. think it, all kidding aside, I actually did say to my wife Randine, uh, I I feel like I'm gonna leave early and go to like London Drugs and grab some of those uh those those insoles you can put because I knew it was gonna be a long day standing on the sidelines. By the way, Elks lost uh, today, but uh, thank you very much, Tom, for uh uh taking part in the Got Your Back live stream here tonight. Uh, I'm impressed you were able to get the Elks face paint off in time to make it to the game tonight <laughs> uh, so way to go tommy um yeah i don't know we want to spend any time on the elk ready just is what it is let the it's, season die yeah it's a mercy killing like and and yeah. and you know what? there was improvement hope they got a quarterback but yeah like what are you really going to talk about like it's it's over right which is what you want it is over. So is the show. The show is over. Actually, we do need to do our gem of the day, brought to you by our great friends over at United Cycle Strutty. We're going to put it in your corner to pick the gem of the day. It's brought to you by Edmonton's most iconic home for everything sports, United Sport and Cycle. It's your home for hockey. That we know. Sticks, skates, masks, pads. They can get you outfitted and ready to dominate on the ice. Strutty has outfitted many a young uh, boy and girl to dominate out on the ice. Go see them in store, check out their extensive collection of gear, or visit them online. That's www.unitedsport.ca. Strutty Gem O the Night. To wrap things up, I think we got to go to the level-headed Zach Hyman and his comment, and I'm paraphrasing, but basically he said, you know, if we had lost two games mid-season, it wouldn't be such a big deal. But you start 0-2 and, and you know, the, 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 the sky is crashing on, on down everyone. So, I like I like where his head at, and I'm guessing there's a lot of that in that dressing room. Got a lot of guys feeling that way. Yeah, I don't disagree. I think uh, I don't know. I might I might have gone with Stuart Skinner, you know, standing there having sure. allowed eight goals in a yeah. game and a half, and saying I think I'm playing really good. 
I I like it, man. It's kind of like kind of feels ballsy almost to just be like, hey, I like the way things are. Zuby, you're a goalie. What do you think, man? Just ignore the stats, and I feel like I'm playing good. I have similar stats to him in Div Six of Kelowna Men's League, uh, so that's something for me to strive for, I guess. <laughs> Zuby clipped that that uh, that uh, clip and sent it to his teammates and <laughs> yeah. said, "Yeah." He says hey. the same shit I say all the time. Could I be think, worse. I think I've been playing pretty good, guys. I don't know. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. It's a late one. What a long day. If I seemed a little low energy today, it's because I am. You know what I, you know what I did, Strud's, between the football game and the hot? I made a huge mistake. I went home after working the sidelines of the football oh, game, and I had a hot tub. Oh, I got out of the hot tub, and it was time to go to work. And I was like, I need a oh. nap right now. So Bad decision. Yeah. It was a terrible decision. By the way. Not going to say who. There is a player that stashes their mouth guard behind their ear while they're not playing. While they're on the sidelines. Walking around with a mouth guard stashed in the nook of his ear. Well, yeah. Not sure that's the answer. No, (laughs) it's not the answer. Not the answer to anything. I don't know why I brought that up. Just bothered me today, and I've been wanting to talk to somebody about it all day. So I I just chose the end of the podcast tonight. Uh, Just trying to run the music. Trying to run the music right to the end here to hit that. Yeah, he's like playing me off stage now. (laughs) Ryan, as as this is what Darren Dreger would say, Rashog, land the plane. (laughs) So yes, I am going to land this plane. Thanks for uh, taking part in the live stream tonight. We're going to drop another Got Your Back tomorrow night. Hopefully, Rob Brown will have a chance to join us. So thanks for your contributions, and thanks to our amazing sponsors, including our title sponsor, Sherwood Buick GMC. And don't forget, Long Shots, Thursday night, post-game podcast with Strud's and I. I got to get out of here. See you, folks.